Good morning, welcome to episode 169 of Speech Therapy Murmurings, a speech and narrative podcast by me, Chris Wade, Speech Therapist. I've recorded this twice and I'm really annoyed because at least I just recorded it and then the app crashed. <laughs> so um, it was a 10 minute one, I'm going to shorten it this time, I'm going to be a bit more to the point. So I speak to a lot of families that are going through appeals, I speak to a lot of families that are questioning whether their child needs more or some speech and therapy. And to know whether a child needs speech and therapy, there's two options. You either go down the appeal-ready report and you have them assessed, and then the, the assessing speech and therapist will guide you as to whether they feel your child needs speech and therapy and it's kind of what type of package that would be. The other option is to look at funding somebody to provide therapy. Um, and in providing that therapy, they're gathering the data in order to work out the impact of direct or indirect or a speech service package with your child. Yes, they'll do an assessment, but often a therapy type assessment, so an assessment which is going to inform the type of therapy that you're going to do, uh, might be a little bit less expensive, but also different to an appeal-ready assessment. Um, and the report itself will often be significantly shorter because you're essentially as a therapist you're looking at all the areas that you would look at but you're looking at you're not having to go into significant detail because you're informing or providing opinion whether this child needs therapy and the type of therapy um very similar to a detailed report um but some therapists will charge significantly less for this and there are a lot more speech therapists who provide that type of service than those that do the appeal ready kind of potential going to tribunal reports so it's always a, there's always for me when a, when a parent contacts me there's a question as to what the appeal potential appeal would be is it just around speech and language therapy is it occupational therapy is it where well, it would include educational psychology is it potentially a change of placement and the more complex the child's needs are or the more complex the appeal could be then the more likely it is that i'd recommend an appeal ready assessment for those families that come to me and say, look, we, we, we are happy with the location of my child goes to school, so we're happy with placement. Um, we're not looking to fight for more occupational therapy or more physiotherapy. Uh, we don't need to, and therefore they don't need to fund these other assessments, including an EP. Then I might guide them down the route of finding a local therapist that can do an assessment to <clears throat> inform their therapy plan and then go down the route of therapy. Because if you can imagine... If you instruct me for an assessment, it's a thousand pounds or so, or just less than a thousand pounds. I use a legal aid rate um, in terms of the legal aid rate of speech therapy per hour and then travel. So you've got a thousand pounds there. You've got a thousand pounds for me to accept to attend the next, as an expert witness in your tribunal. If you instruct an advocate, you're looking somewhere possibly around six thousand pounds or so for a case, maybe up to ten thousand. I've seen them. If you instruct a solicitor, you're looking minimum of about eight thousand five hundred upwards. To, to go through the appeal with you. And they, these costs can run can run up. If you instruct an educational psychologist, you're looking somewhere between 1,600 and 2,000, 2,500 for an assessment, um, plus the cost of them going to tribunal. And an occupational therapist, a physiotherapist, tend to charge about a thousand pounds for an assessment and similar for attending a tribunal. So you can imagine these costs start to really stack up. And with a complex child where you're looking at change of placement, and you're looking at um, 
going from zero or minimal speech noise therapy input to an occupational therapy, maybe physiotherapy input, um, to a package that's kind of tailored around your child's needs, then yes, an appeal is, is most likely going to be the right, right route. And there's different routes of doing that, including going down the legal aid route if you qualify. Um, however, if we're looking at a child that you're happy in the placement, you're not concerned about other areas right now and you just want to work on speech noise therapy speech noise therapy so the communication interaction needs then i'd be pushing or advising that you go down the route of finding a local speech noise therapist who can provide a, a, a an assessment and a report that informs their therapy engage with them in therapy measure the impact of that therapy over time uh, maybe over the first two terms maybe over three terms and then you've got evidence that therapy ha is having or is not having an impact with your child moving your child on in terms of their kind of um not just speech and therapy aims but also there should be there should be an impact on their engagement in, in, in academics or in terms of that how they're getting on in school so marry all that data up and then decide whether you want to appeal or not yes that process could be more expensive but for the time that you're funding the therapy, there should be an impact. With an appeal, you're looking at around about a year from now um, for going to tribunal. So they we're booking in for September, October next year for tribunals. And there's no guarantee that the, your appeal will be successful. So you could spend a, a lot of money and still not be in a better position in terms of the therapy that your child's being provided with. As I say, with, with complex cases where we're looking at a change of therapy approach, but also we're looking at a change of school, etc., um, or to get an education healthcare plan in, 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 to begin with, which includes maybe a teaching assistant um, and some level of speech therapy or other discipline, then yes, appeals for IDPs or EHCPs are relevant. But when you're in a situation where you're, you have a good understanding of your child's needs because they may be going into secondary school, for example, or they're kind of a, they're not uh, they're maybe 10 or 11 12 um and you're concerned that they're not meeting their potential in terms of communication attraction skills then finding an independent therapist um or speaking to your office of speech or nhs therapist first but if if they can't be budged in terms of uh, providing more therapy then the potential is you could find an independent therapist who provides the therapy um, and that therapy can be a lot more flexible often what, than what the NHS can provide because it could be provided at home, it could be provided in the community, it could be provided at school or in college. Um, and you can get, you can take the advice of the therapist, but also request different services from that therapist, such as training for staff, for, for family members and how to consistently consistently kind of work your child so that they know exactly how to work for their speech and therapy program. Um, and the cost would be significantly lower. So um, I don't do that much therapy. So this, so I'm, I'm advising this in terms of finding another speech and noise therapist. But there are lots of speech and noise therapists that are out there that charge upwards of eighty pounds per hour for therapy. Sometimes maybe a little bit less. I know some charge up to one fifty uh, for therapy. However, for me, if your child needs speech and noise therapy, then that will have a direct or should have a direct impact on your child rather than going down the appeal route where there's no guarantee you will get that service plus you won't get that service even if you are successful for about a year anyway um so if possible go down the route 
if you can, if the, the, you have the means to do so, go down the route of funding some private therapy, measure the impact of that therapy, and then use that as evidence as to whether you are going to go forward with a full appeal to then kind of argue that your child needs speech no therapy in the IDP or more speech no therapy in the IDP or in the education healthcare plan. I hope that's clear. Thank you. Bye.